Welcome to another episode of Trap Talk. Today, we have the pleasure of uh, uh, guest speaker Joe Charnago from Ohio, introducing as our co-host, Ricky Marshall Jr. Hello, guys. How are we doing? Good. So we have Joe Charnago from Ohio. I've known Joe for, I think as long as he's probably been shooting. So Joe is a 14-time All-American, uh, two of those years as a junior, one as a sub-junior. And Joe also just got inducted to the Ohio State Hall of Fame last year, which is a big honor. So congratulations on that, Joe. Thank you. And uh, Joe also is a clay target uh, champion in 2019. And then he also won the, um, the World Doubles Championship in 2015. So Joe not only is a trap shooter, but Joe also competes at all the other games, some sporting and he shoots um, flyers internationally also. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you for having me. We're definitely Absolutely. excited to have you here as somebody that is a wealth of knowledge from a bunch of different games and also two-time ring winner. I mean, it's it's an honor to speak with you. Well, I had fun shooting with you this year too, Zach. I definitely enjoyed that. <laughs> it was an experience. I, I, You know, I didn't break the targets quite as close to the house as you did, but but I was trying my best to hang on as much as possible. Yeah, you shot one as your turn. It was good. <laughs> that's You know, Joe, that's what we use, Zach. You know, I had him in the prelims and him and Bullard. You know, Bullard's always good. Zach, sometimes we uses it. We call him a filler. You yeah, know, so. filler, filler material. That's, that's what, what I'm here for, guys. At first, I was nervous to shoot with him. But after the first trap, I got over that. <laughs> Oh my God. You know, that, that's the great thing about this game. You know, you, you want to have fun, uh, especially when you're shooting. So that that's a big part of it where a lot of our listeners, you know, newer shooters, e even, you know, top shooters. Do you think going into a, a quick question with you, do you think it matters who you shoot with? Um, I definitely think it helps to shoot with, uh, with better shooters when you have, uh, top shooters on your squad or you're competing with them. I love shooting with the, the, the highest competition that, that you can shoot with. I, I think it makes you a better shooter. It uh, puts a little more pressure on you and it just, it, it all around makes you a better shooter and it makes me compete and, and enjoy the competition a lot better as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's well, go back to the grand. I mean, you had a great grand um, this year. You won the, uh, the prelim handicap. Yep. which will also get your name in the book, you know, so I've been fortunate. I've won it myself uh, one year, but, you know, it came down to you and I in the, uh, in the shoot off and you had me beat and you missed one and you looked over and were like, what the heck? And I'm like, <laughs> man, I'm ready for an adult beverage. We've been out here all freaking night. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, unfortunate. I that, hate to see it. I hate to see when you lose a shoot off, Ricky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a fun night. Absolutely. We had a good time. Before we get too technical, I, I know the listeners would love to hear your story, Joe. You know, you've come from a shooting family is what I hear. But tell us tell us kind of how you got started and how you made the transition from where you were to where you are today. So I got started when I was a young kid. My dad, like many of ours, grew up. I grew up with him having his friends over and they would shoot clays in the backyard. We, he wasn't a competition shooter or anything shoot uh, the hand trap in the backyard. And I, I always loved it when they were back there and I'd go and watch and help with the targets and pull the trap and everything. And 
when I started getting a little bit older, I had a slingshot and I shoot everything around the farm. I tried to stay out of the windows and stuff, but the birds were usually in trouble. And, uh, <laughs> they, they would shoot off the hand trap and I'd sit with my bucket of rocks all day trying to hit clays off the trap. And I think I was six or seven years old and I actually hit one with a slingshot off of a hand trap. And, uh, crap. My <laughs> yeah. So my dad and his friends looked over and they kind of scratched their head and said, nah, that, that couldn't have happened. So I kept going and I, I actually I hit another one with it and they're like, holy cow, he's actually hitting clays with a slingshot here. So at that point, my dad, uh, he let me shoot a 20 gauge over and under. He held it for me and I, I got up in front of him and pointed it and I broke the first bird I shot at. And the first thing I turned around to say to him was, can I shoot two at a time now? I immediately <laughs> wanted to shoot doubles. <laughs> so, and there you were, the shooter was born. Yep, exactly. So that's probably where my love of love of shooting doubles came from. I mean, if if I as many shells as I can put in the gun, I want to shoot them. That's just kind of my nature. Um, I grew up wing shooting and hunting, and uh, I love to hunt ducks and geese, and that that's probably my favorite thing to do. I grew up grouse hunting, pheasant hunting, and I'm just I'm I'm an avid uh, waterfowler, upland bird hunter. Anything I can do with bird hunting, I do some big game hunting and whatnot too, but it's not really what I care for. I I'm all about the birds and shotguns and clay targets. So that's kind of like where I started from. My dad started taking me to shoots, local shoots. It got better at that. Um, and then we'd start going to some registered shoots here and there. I think I was about 10 or 11 when I first shot uh, ATA registered. And it was down at uh, Great Eastern Gun Club, which Ricky, you know, Aiden very well. And yep. Uh, he was a great mentor to me. He he took on to me when I was younger and, and helped me with a lot of things. And up until he passed, he was one of my best friends. I traveled with him and he helped me not only with shooting, but uh, in life in general, whether it was finances or just, just being a good person in general. And his wife, Sue, love her to death. She's I still think of her as like a mom and uh, we talk to her regularly. So you just make great friendships with uh, shooting and, and the, the community in there. And that's, that's what makes the sport great. And, and what got me from starting in the backyard to a, with a slingshot to my accomplishments I have today. Yeah, that's, and that's one thing you, you speak of, of the late Aiden Kaufman and, and Aiden was a, a longtime family friend to my wife and, and her side of the family, my in-laws and stuff used to go out there and I never did shoot there at Great Eastern Gun Club, I played a lot of cards there. We'd go up there and play some, you know, little quarter nickel dime games and just, you know, had a good time. But, you know, that's where, speaking of Aiden and Great Eastern Gun Club and Zach, I don't know if you're aware of this, you've heard of the Great Eastern Purse. That's yes, where that purse was invented, was from Aiden Kaufman. Wow, I didn't know that. He loved to shoot, uh, was a top shooter. He won, I don't know how many state championships he won in Ohio. I'd have to look. I don't know off the top yeah. of my head, but 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 several. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, so that that's a he was a great guy. You know, and he yeah. was the one that you know him and and Amish John kind of built the uh, the Cardinal Center. Yep. If it, if it wasn't for Aiden, we wouldn't have the Cardinal Center today. When uh, when Vandalia lost the grounds down there, um, Aiden was contacted by Mister Fishburn. And he knew nothing about shooting whatsoever. <laughs> and Aiden went down there and met with them and looked at the property and saw that it's a beautiful property. I mean, flat and wide open to put a facility in there, explained what they needed to do. And he turned around in 2004. And I think in 2000 or yeah, 2004 was the last year down in Fandale. 2005. 2005 was. Yep. Um, 
the following year, 2006, we didn't have anywhere to go. We shot in the mud, but they got that project done. We had, I think, what was it, nine or 10 fields they put in at that time, maybe eight. I don't know what yeah. it was, but we, we were able to have a state shoot and, and a competition down there, and it's turned into quite the facility since since the beginning. But we're fortunate for Aiden taking the initiative to talk with Mr. Fishburn and and get that all put together. And that that's just what he was. He loved the sport and wanted to see it continue and would do anything for it. And uh, that's kind of the passion I have for shooting as well. Well, yeah, because you you built your own little facility at your house, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I put a trap range in at my house, and I Aiden never got to see that. Uh, it's pretty unfortunate to me. I know he'd have loved it, and he'd have been over here. I'd have been buying targets probably every month, <laughs> having to get a skid of targets. He'd have been burning them up. But um, I got a, a small club in the backyard. I, I help out some youth shooters and stuff, bring them over here. Everybody else uses it more than I do. That's kind of how putting a trap range in works but started a league here and uh it's actually a five standard sporting clays league but got a lot of new guys interested guys i went to school with or guys i hunt with that never really shot competition or anything and got them into the sport and that to me is that the best that you can do is, is get new people interested get them involved and they join the nsca they join the ata they're buying guns and they're, they're getting into the the sport that we all love it's more more about giving back and, and getting people involved than it is winning and 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 taking from the game is, is the way I look at it. Couldn't have said it better. I think in mentioning your leagues and what you got going on, it sounds like you transitioned from sporting clays to trap to other shotgun sports. Mentally, how do you make those shifts? And physically, what are the big differences that you see going from game to game to game? Well, there's definitely a big difference from shooting trap and shooting sporting and shooting flyers. A, a lot of trap shooters I see just get in, in a groove where they, they make a short move to the target where it should be. It's always the same spot. And they don't analyze the target or think about it and think about a lead. When you get into sporting, you have to look at a target, see where it's going. They're different speeds. They're different angles. They're rising. They're falling. And you need to adapt to each target everybody's got different styles, but I think it makes you a better all around shooter when you can get out and shoot sporting. I think it helps you with your trap shooting as well. You get a hard right angle. Well, that hard right angle really isn't that much of a target when you see some of these targets they throw on a sporting clays course, the lead that you have to put on. And you get an illegal target out of a trap and our squad, they'll pick on you. If you don't shoot one, they'll call you names and everything else. So you'll see us shooting at wide angles when they come out and, uh, I think sporting helps me with that, but we like to have fun when we shoot too. It's, it just makes you a well-rounded shooter. You need to be able to transition and evaluate targets instead of just shooting the standard everyday trap target, I think. Yeah. And I had a question that a listener sent in about how quickly you shoot. I shot with you at the grand this year. And I remember the first trap, like it was yesterday. I never shot with you before. You know, I'm over there on post, I think, three or four. You're on post one. You holler, pull, hard left comes out. That thing's turned into ink before I even see it. And I'm like, holy crap, what's this guy doing? And, and I mean, it was like I had to – I was shook. Like I had to take a minute and get myself settled because I'm like, okay, he's breaking them down here. It's on. Is that something that's natural for you or – is that something that you worked at and, 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 and kind of give the listeners an idea on why you break the target where you break it? It's definitely not something I've worked at or, or try to encourage people to do. Um, it, it's more of a hand-eye coordination for me. 
It, to me, it's not about shooting on timing and, and having the same move and same timing. For me, when I make a shot, I move to the target and I shoot when I'm on it. Sometimes that target may be a foot out of the box and I hit that thing and it's almost hitting the lid when I shoot it, but it comes out where I'm looking and everything's right. But I'll take a hard right angle if I don't see it and take my time and ride it out to the peak too. But every time I shoot, I, I try to make each shot count and shoot where the target is and not just shoot on timing. A lot of guys will just shoot on timing. They think, oh, I've, I don't see it. I should be there. I need to pull the trigger and you'll miss a target. To me, that X on your scorecard means more than shooting at the same time every, every shot. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the one thing it's, it's trigger control. Yes. Which, and you have great trigger control being, you know, a, a top trap shooter, uh, a top flyer shooter in, in the nation. And you're, you're an up and coming uh, sporting shooter. You've been whipping up on everybody out there in Ohio. <laughs> I have fun with it. I do it because I enjoy it. And sometimes they don't like getting beat by a trap shooter, but I don't really <laughs> consider myself a trap shooter. Like you said, I shoot everything. Yeah. Um, but they definitely don't like it when when that's my core sport and I show up and haven't shot any sporting all year and end up winning. So Well, yeah, because you just recently won at uh, Dan Bailey's place. It uh, was at Eagle's Nest. Yeah, I, I won. Uh, I actually had a shoot off for it, which was the first uh, sporting clay shoot off I've ever been in. That was kind of cool. Something different. Step back and shoot a, some real long targets. But uh, when I got done, Christina told me, she said, you won the last three sporting clay shoots in a row we've had here. <laughs> I said, really? So that was kind of cool that, I, that I've been able to do that, too. Nice. Well, and that's one question I got for you. So we can see it on your, your sweatshirt, BNP, yep. which uh, you just joined the BNP team, which is company's owned by Fiocchi, which I'm on Team Fiocchi. So we're yep. on basically the same team, so to speak. Yep. So that's cool. You know, welcome to the team, Joe. What do you what do you feel is the advantage now with the BMPs that you've been shooting them just a short time? Uh, I know you shot some Fiokis and stuff here and there um, at the Cardinal Classic. And now with the BMPs you shot, you've shot flyers. I mean, how do you how do you feel about them? Um, so to me, it's not all about getting I'm not going to shoot something just because it's free or because I get a deal on it. That's just not who I am. I'm going to shoot something because I believe in it and it works. Um, I got samples on them. I shot them. The consistency on them, the how effective they were. I mean, the, the target breaks. To me, I, I love when I hit a target hard. I want to leave a smoke ball out there and know where I hit it. If, if I shoot under it or behind it, I see on my break where I am with that target. And when you're shooting products that – don't pattern that well or they don't have good components in it, it it's hard to tell where you're at on a on a on a shot when you just see mm -hmm. it broken a few pieces you can't dial yourself in so i like to shoot tighter chokes better shells and know where i'm at so with the the bnp and fiocchi line they use premium shot their um was it the gordon hall system they use on that bnp that's, the bnp yep. yeah it's supposed to be great for uh recoil and and everything about the shell so far, I've been thrilled with them. I can't can't say anything but good about it. It's it's. I'm really nice. looking forward to the the future with this. That's for sure. You're definitely hitting what you're shooting at. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's working pretty good. I definitely don't have any complaints. They they pattern great out of my gun. They're soft on recoil, which to me is one of the biggest things about the game. Recoil is cumulative. I mean, the the more recoil you endure, the more likely you are to flinch or, or develop bad habits. So you need to have a shell that that doesn't kick you just because 
you can shoot 1250 or 1300 and handicap doesn't mean you have to do that. So a lot of guys they sh I see, and then young kids too, I see them at these shoots and they'll be shooting three dram, uh, seven and a half or three dram loads on the 16 yard line and for doubles. And it's just, they're taking that extra abuse for no reason. And it's, it's going to create bad habits. They're going to lift their head. They're going to flinch. They're going to come out of the gun and you need to be cognizant of that and, and get the right shell for the game because it's going to make trouble for you down the road. So, and I understand these days it's tough to get components and get ammunition, but find, find the right shell for, for each game and, and don't shoot something that's too big because it's, it's going to create trouble for the future for you. So Joe, you obviously one of the best in the country. We've gone over that, but where did you decide I'm going to be one of the top trap shooters in the country Versus I'm just going to play with it. Like when did that shift happen in your mind and walk the, the listeners through the mentality and the change in your training regiment that got you from where you were to where you are. So, so I always shot the game because I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the people. And as, as I said earlier, you surround yourself around good people and, and better shooters and it'll make you a better shooter. So I was fortunate enough to meet some really good shooters. There's, there's a lot of good shooters in Ohio. So I got to meet those guys and shoot with them. Well, when you shoot with them and they beat you as a competitor, I don't like to get beat. I want to win. So <laughs> it made me want to work more and get better and be able to beat them. And then once you beat this person, you're like, I want to beat the next person. And then you see Ricky out there shooting and, and he's one of the guys that you want to be up there and be able to compete with. You're, so you move up to a national level. And so just making those goals, you got to make them stepping stones you're not going to just show up and decide you're going to be the best shooter in the in the world and just shoot a lot and you're going to get there that's one of the things uh, i made a note was to practice with purpose a lot of people shoot a lot of practice and just because they're shooting hundreds or thousands of rounds a week doesn't mean that they're learning anything or making anything beneficial you need to shoot with a purpose when you practice so i'll go out and i'll change my hold points i'll change my stance when i go shoot practice and I, I test these things and see what I think works better. And you got to fine tune. Every person's different. Every person has a different form or technique. So you need to be willing to take a step back to take two steps forward. And a lot of guys aren't willing to do that. They, they know I can break an 88 if I keep doing what I'm doing. Well, 88s aren't going to cut it. So when I go shoot, my wife has looked out the window and seen me practice in the backyard and I'm shooting 13s, 15s. And she's like, oh, I don't want to see him when he comes inside. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> but I, I had to try stuff. And if you don't try it, you never know if something's going to work or not. And to get to that top level, it's trial and error to see what's going to be the best. And then as once you get to that point, it's finding the right ammo, finding the right chokes, finding the right gun to dial everything in to is that hundred percent is the best that you can be. So I guess hopefully that answers the question for you there. Oh no, that, that, that definitely answered the question. I guess, you know, you've tried a lot of things for the listeners. If you wouldn't mind going over your style and kind of your process, either your pre-shot routine or where you're looking for the bird, where you're holding the gun, what your point of impact is, just kind of give us a breakdown of what you've gotten to, at least on the trap game. Okay. So, so for trap for me, obviously, as we talked about earlier, I shoot really fast. So when you shoot really fast, I can shoot a higher point of impact on my gun because of how fast I'm shooting. You need a little bit higher point of impact. 
I hold down on the house and all of my moves, I start from below and come through the target. I see that target and make my move through. There's a lot of guys, they like to hold a high gun and, and just have a left and right movement. To me, I like seeing everything above my gun and be able, being able to make the move to it. Um, I hold towards the center of the house on, on every station. I, I don't give up the edge of the house or hardly even the center of the house. Every move for me is, is the same move, whether it's going to the left or going to the right. It's the same distance from the center, and it's never going to be more. I, I struggle, like if I was on post one, if I held off the outside of the house, kind of where the, there's a stake out there, I struggle with that move back to the right for that straightaway. You're, instead of just coming straight up underneath it, you're making an angle at a straightaway, and it's hard to connect with that bird. So I always hold middle of the house, hold low, right on the lid, and come from below and come through the target is, is my technique that I go with. And, and I shoot about 100% point of impact on my gun. Is that both barrels, Joe, then? Yeah, so I've been shooting my over-under for everything. Another thing, trial and error, I put it on and, and I didn't mess with it, so why yeah. change it? If, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And yeah. I, I shot it really well. And um, it, it really, that's the, the main reason I put that on there. I shoot so much sporting and flyers and everything else. I've got one gun to shoot everything with now. And I've always heard the saying, fear the man with one gun. I, it's it's proved to be very true for me this, this past year trying it. And I think I'm going to stick it out next year and see how next year goes with it as well. So just because they make an unsingle and you don't need that other barrel doesn't mean you can shoot. You can't shoot the over under. <laughs> it's preference. That's what I tell all my students. I'm like, you know, guys, find something that fits you. Fits the biggest thing. Yep. You know, and and I said, if it shoots where you're looking, stay with it. You yep. don't just have to have a single barrel and an over and under. And that was one thing I know you you started doing that at Ohio State shoot uh, this year. After your your stellar uh, handicap score the first day, I was like, yeah. I said, did you, did Joey stand out all night and party or what? <laughs> yeah, I had a little stumble in the beginning and uh, had a little uh, little trouble there. But uh, I said, the heck with it. I'm going to try this over under here, see what happens. And it's been no looking back ever since then. So, but that was kind of the, the Cinderella story to come back from behind after giving them, uh, I forget what it was. I think 17 targets out of 75 yeah. and yeah. come back to win the high overall after all of it. Everybody kept going, is everything okay with Joey? I said, yeah, I talked to him. I said, it's over and under. He had an, or Singleberry had an issue. I said, you know, he's good. They're like, man. And, and I always tell people this and, and, and you can relate to this is when, you know, you have a bad score and, and people go, oh man, you're out of the overall. I was telling everybody, yeah. You never, never count yourself out. I mean, that nope. similar deal happened to me one year at Nebraska. I shot like a 91 in the singles the first day. And all these kids are like, oh, you're out. And I was like, well, we'll see Sunday. Sure mm -hmm. enough, Sunday when it was all over, I was leading by like 18. And they're like, well, how'd you do that? I'm like, one event, you have 12 or 13 events. Exactly. You got to have a strong mental game. You can't give up no matter what, even – so even when I have a bad day and singles, we talked earlier, I, I won the, the clay target before, but it's never really been my forte. I, I, I can shoot them all right, but it's hard for me to focus on them. I'll go out, I'll break a, a 195 in singles. Well, the older I get, the more I try and prevent that from happening. And, and all that is, is just me losing focus and want, wanting to get done for the day. You need to focus, stick it out because Missing those targets and singles could cost you the high overall, the high all around. So when I shoot, I, I think about the high overall, the high all around. You can't just have a bad day, get mad, and give up targets. You, you need to 
keep your head in line and, and stick it out and make the best of every round. You you may miss five on the first trap, but stick it out and run the back 75 and, and just make the best of it. It's can't give up on a round. You're considered one of the top double shooters in the game. I've noticed looking at your, your averages, there's been some years where your doubles average was higher than your singles average. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and it's, you know? To me, it's one of those things. I just like shooting doubles. I, I focus on them and it's, I, it's my go-to. I really like yeah. it. But yeah, you get some bad singles round and I used to not have the patience and I would just kind of lose it and give up. And the, the older I get, the more patience I get. You just, whatever, you had a bad round. Let's make the best of the day. Yeah. Well, like I've always said too, and, and Zach can relate to this also, if you can have a good doubles round, especially in some adverse conditions, you're going to gain targets in an overall. And, and I, I've always told people that, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to, to break a couple hundred hundreds and doubles. And a lot of those have been in adverse conditions because it's like you bear down, you concentrate a little more. Next thing you know, the guy that was real close to you in the overall he had like a 90 and you broke a hundred. Well, now he's not so close. And that's, I, I like the tougher condition days for doubles. Usually if it's a cream puff day and they're just floating out there, I'll miss one. Cause I get bored with them and I just lose a little bit of focus when they're tough. Everybody will look over. Well, Joey's going to run them today. And it's just, <laughs> I try harder. The worse they are, the better I shoot them. <laughs> exactly. For some technical help for the listeners. What do you think is the most important part of, shooting good doubles is it six you know holding still till you see the target is it getting your eyes over to the second one after you shoot the first one or what's what's kind of your process there so so for me in doubles i have a strong focus on the first bird i, I pick a spot out in the background whether it's a tree a bush whatever, whatever out in the background where i want to break that target and i'll hold just a little bit under or a little bit outside of that so i make one slight move up you're kind of you're meeting it at an angle so a slight move up, you break that first shot. And as soon as I pull the trigger, my eyes are going to the second bird. I don't sit there and gawk at what happened on the first one. If I missed it, if I made a smoke ball, my eyes immediately go to the second bird. Your gun is going to follow your eyes. And a, a lot of guys try to move their gun too fast and your gun will beat your eyes and it'll cause a flinch when you get to the target because you get there too quick. Your eyes don't see it right. And your brain says, oh no. And you pull the trigger and you're not in the right spot. So you get your eyes there, let your gun follow, and shoot when your gun gets there is, is my key to doubles. That That's a huge mouthful you just gave, and I'm very valuable listeners, and I think that whole gun coming in too fast, having that flinch, people have experienced that a lot probably in this game, and they don't know what's happening. It's almost like you're like, oh, I was ahead of that, and then you end up shooting behind because your hands stop and you lift your head and all that kind of stuff. So it's just really focusing on eyes on the bird and letting it come at your natural speed. Would you agree? Exactly. You, you can't you can't force it to make it happen. You, you have to let it go smooth. You have to see it clearly. The, the target flinch is what I call it. It's, it's a vision flinch. You're not seeing it clear and it makes you flinch from not seeing it well. And everybody thinks, I got to shoot doubles fast. I got to shoot doubles fast. That's the only way to shoot them good. I don't care where you shoot them. I, I've got days where I shoot that second target going down to the ground but I'm not going to shoot until I'm on that target. Why waste the shot? Why pull the trigger if you're not there? Trigger control. Yep. That's the biggest. And, and that's what I always try to relate to everybody, our listeners here and everything, trigger control. And, and some people go, well, I, 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 I'll flinch. Well, that's because you're not seeing it then. Yep. You know, you, you get that gun in the way 
And that's why I start on the house on it, all three disciplines. Yep. So I can come up to a target and I, Joe and I shoot doubles the same way. He shoots them a little bit faster than I do. And it, that's, it works for you. And I tell people watch, but you can also watch when you shoot. Cause I followed you, you know, it shoots where, you know, you're bang, 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 bang. And then bang, bang. And yep. people go, well, what'd he do? I said, well, he wasn't on it. <laughs> well, how did he not do that? Well, it's, it's trigger control. Yep. And that's the difference. And that's why you can shoot all the other games too. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of guys struggle with that. They just shoot off of the timing. They say yeah. I should be there and they pull the trigger. And, and to me, there's no point in putting a zero on your, on your scorecard. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'd rather have a hundred chips than 99 smoke balls. Yeah, well, I get a little bit of a complex. I like that full choke and smoke balls, but <laughs> well, I'll take them chips when they happen. Yeah. I know I know you go heavy with the full because that thing was freaking blowing smoke all week at the Grand. And I was like, holy crap, this guy hits them. I'm like, I need to tighten up chokes, you know, I, I, something. I, I was like, I need to go to the practice trap. But <laughs> we, hey, it we, is try, what it is. we try to help Zach. <laughs> I'm trying my best here. That being said, you, you talked a little bit about, you know, when to shoot the target. Is that because you're seeing the gun come into the target or you're just eyes are locked on it and it's a feel thing? Or what would you describe that two shooters for? Because, I mean, one time you're bang, bang, and one time you're bang, bang, and, and you're just like, hey, I'm not there. How do you know you're not there? Is it is it off the tip of the gun or is it just a feel? Yeah, so I shoot off the end of the gun. When, when I mount the gun, I see my beads just briefly when I mount the gun. It's not a hard focus whatsoever. I put a hard focus out in the distance where I'm gonna break the, the targets. Personally, for me, it's probably true for everybody, it's easier to draw your eyes in than it is to get your eyes to focus out. So if you have your eyes focused on your bead, it's gonna be a lot harder for your eyes to focus out to the target. So I have my eyes focused out and they kind of come into the target and the barrel lines up with them and, and you make the shot. I'm not lining the beads up on the target. I'm shooting off, I guess, the end of the gun. I honestly probably use my left eye more than my right eye, I feel like, just because I am I try and see everything I can and, and see everything in my peripheral and, and make it all happen by hand-eye coordination. Because you're a two-eyed shooter, and and I notice that your gun is also a higher rib gun, even on that over-under. Do you think that that high rib gives you more visibility? Did you ever shoot a flat rib gun or were you always a higher rib guy? Um, so I, I had shot some flat rib guns back in the day. Most of the time you can't get enough point of impact, the height out of them. With my eyes, I'm looking out around everything. I think with the higher rib gun, I'm able to see around the gun a little bit better. There's not as much blocking my vision. Um, I, I shoot flat rib guns and I, I can shoot them fine too. I guess, and in, in like sporting, it's just what I'm used to. I grew up trap shooting and that that's what you had was a higher rib gun and it's what I got used to. So you got to shoot what you're comfortable with. Don't just because they come out with a new four inch high, crazy guardrail on one of these guns that you can get, doesn't mean it's the thing that the new latest and greatest. Sometimes you get too much of a disconnect there. Perfect. Well, Joe, I got a question for you. Your whole family shoots, your wife, she does a little hunting. I know she was out here in, in the great state of Nebraska here this fall on, uh, where was she at? Mullen, I think. Yeah, Mullen. Yep. She come out and For, competed uh, with some uh, a team event. Yeah, they had a team event. Uh, her and some girls, they got together. And uh, friends of ours that we shoot with, some of my friends' wives and uh, other friends of ours that 
they decided they wanted to go out and have a girl's trip. And it was actually a, a grouse hunt. And they got together and went out there. They didn't have much luck, but they, they definitely had a great time together and, and, and enjoyed their time out there. But that's just another part of uh, of shooting, more of what it's about, the friends you make and the trips you get to go on. And, and it, it, the relationships you make are really what make the game awesome because you meet awesome people all over the country and all over the world, really. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I know she was on that grouse and I got some calls from some people. They were like, hey, do you know this Mandy? And I said, Mandy Charnigo? Yeah. Is her husband pretty good? Yeah, he's okay. I said, you know, I mean, if he wants to come out and shoot sometime, I said, I mean, I would take him as a partner if you guys wanted to compete on something. And, and one of the guys is like, yeah, we could probably do something. I was like, and then he calls me back. He goes, he's one of the top flyer shooters, trap shooters. You lied to me. And I said, I just told you he wasn't that good. I didn't say how good he was. <laughs> they laughed. Yeah, it was quite funny. Now, how does that compare with your a new father, um, with your son? Is that changing anything as far as shoots? Um, it's it's slowed me down a little bit. Not, I mean, I'm still going to a lot of shoots. I, I'm trying to, I, I hate to do it this way, but I, I'm picking the larger shoots to go to. I mean, as you know, when you're competing to be on the All-American and all that, you need to get so many points and trying to try to make the best of each shoot you go to. I like to support as many gun clubs as I can. So I used to go to a lot of high all-arounds and just shoot the weekends at shoots. But now having Cooper, it, it makes it a little bit tougher to travel. So I'm, I'm kind of picking and choosing and I'm going to more high overalls at shoots and just when you make the trip, you just stay an extra day or two instead of going every single weekend somewhere. Cause I'm trying to spend a little bit more time with him and enjoy him growing up. I mean, it's, there's nothing better than uh, having a little mini me running around. You wait till he's like Tyler's age and then they start shooting. And next thing you know, everything's double, double. And I'm like, what the heck? Yep. <laughs> yeah. It'll be triple with mom going too. So exactly. <laughs> he is really cute at least. Yeah. <laughs> We're still not sure if he's mine, but he is. <laughs> he's, I knew he was going to say that. Uh, oh, it's well, DNA like the Amazon driver. We're not, we're not asking any questions. We'll just go with it. <laughs> there you go. So, so, Joe, you've been all over the country, you know, obviously seen a bunch of places. Is there a favorite place that you like to shoot? And is there any place in the country that you haven't shot that you'd like to shoot? So, so as far as trap shooting goes, one of my favorite places to shoot is Sparta. And it, it's a great facility. More than anything, it's the competition there that I like about it. You show up, all the top guns are there. Everybody who's anybody is there. You see all your friends from around the country. And that, that to me is what I enjoy about it more than just the facility itself. I, I like shooting at Cardinal Center. They, we got a great facility. It's an hour from my house. I mean, I get to shoot a lot of shoots there. It's very, been very beneficial for me. As far as places I'd like to go, I want to go out west. I've never got to shoot out west. Everybody tells me that, that the targets out there, not that they're easier, but it's they're different and they're pretty breakable. <laughs> so yeah, it's I, a I different different experience. West. I mean, especially if you go to like a a vernal, you know, mm -hmm. high altitude, um, you know, that still has a little bit of terrain issue. But then, like a Spanish Fort, Utah, where you're shooting at. 10,000 elevation. I mean, that air is so thin, that target. I mean, I just feel like you don't need as much choke tube to get that big old Joe Charnigo smoke ball. You know, you might have to lay off of them a little bit up there. Leave my full at home and bring my light full, I guess. 
I mean, or just or just make everyone drool at those big smoke balls all day. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that just makes me feel good. I like I like doing that, so I'll probably leave it as is. Yeah, it's I, I definitely want to go out west. That's something I, I want to experience and get to do. I know I talked to Sean Holly. I was probably six eight years ago. We were at the Grand, and he asked if I'd ever gone out west. I said, "Well, I'm out here at Sparta. This is about as far <laughs> west as I've gone." He just started laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a pretty funny guy, Joe. I mean, it is what it is. But I'm sure some people will be glad to see you go west, and some people will probably wish you would have stayed home. <laughs> well, regardless, we'll have a fun time when it happens. So hopefully we can do that here soon. Of course. Well, well, Ricky, is there anything that you have uh, as far as more questions that we need to ask Joe today? Because he's been a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, I mean, we could sit here for hours and, and talk to Joe. He is a wealth of knowledge and, you know, he shoots all the disciplines. So honestly, not off the top of my head, if there's anything you want to say, Joe? Um, do you have anything that you want to say to the listeners or? Um, I mean, I don't know. T to me, it, it's just enjoy the game. I mean, try and try and watch the better shooters, take a clinic. I, I think getting instruction, I, I like to play golf. I'm not good at it. And <laughs> I'm not going to get better at it if I don't take lessons from somebody. So yeah. you can't expect to get better if you don't put the time or the effort into doing it. So all I can say to the listeners is, I mean, Ricky, you give lessons, you're a great person to go to. I, I recommend doing something like that. If you see me at a shoot, I'm always happy to talk to people. I can give you pointers like I did here. I'm not in the business of giving lessons. I don't want to, but but I do think that they are very beneficial, and it's something that I highly recommend. Watch the good shooters. When you're at a shoot, pull up, watch them shoot. See what they do. Pay attention to what they do. Every one of them is different. Ricky has – we have similar, <clears throat> similar styles, but we're also a little bit different. Zach, we don't know what he does, but, I mean, the gun goes off sometimes gun goes off sometimes they break sometimes they don't we just we do so, our best <laughs> sometimes he looks over at you and, and, and he look back at me and when he's on two and i'm on one he goes what and i'm like i'm trying to break my target <laughs> and he's like oh okay <laughs> well sometimes we have full-on conversations out there when we're shooting we're just like you know, like laughing at each other and then we get into the smoke ball competition <laughs> where that's never good because somebody always loses with a lost target oh yeah. usually it's rich bullard that's never <laughs> Never end well. I, I like when uh, when Zach goes on point, though, and he opens his gun about 50 times over there and just stands there. Those are really <laughs> good moments, too. It's it's like uh, distraction training when you're shooting. Yeah, yeah, that is true. He did that to me at the uh, – it was at the Heartland Grand, Zach, that year? Yeah. I he was over there doing remember. click, 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 click. I stopped. I said, are you done? <laughs> he went, what? And Bullard <laughs> goes, well, at least he's keeping Craig off in business, the gunsmiths. <laughs> Zach, Zach's got a two-year-old gun. It feels like it's been shot 20 years. Hey, I, I keep them working. They they need they need something to work on every once in a while. But yeah. you know, <laughs> those hinge pins moving. I, I think, Joe, we're probably just going to need to do a whole other episode with you sometime because you've got so much more that we could talk about today. But is there any any sponsors that you'd like to thank or anyone individually that you'd like to thank before we get out of here today? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to thank my mom and dad, obviously, for getting me into shooting when I was a kid. And uh, my wife for putting up with me traveling around the country and encouraging me to, to keep going and stay after it. Blazer has been there since the beginning for me. Now with BNP, as we talked about earlier, I'm really excited with the Fioki BNP partnership. Uh, Rhino Chokes, they've, they've been great to me, taking care of me and, and, and help with those smoke balls, as you see they make. Well, they <laughs> and do. also Ranger Glasses. I mean, you got to have, you got to be able to see. And 
it's just awesome to have people like that that support me and help me out and uh, keep me going. That is true. And, and that's one thing with, with your new shell company. I think that'll, uh, I think your scores will go up even higher, Joe. I, I have a feeling too. I, <laughs> they patterned pretty darn good and I've been real happy with them. So I'm excited for this year to get used to them. I shot them a little bit and like anything new, it's in the back of your mind, you're thinking about it. But now that I've shot, oh heck, I've only shot probably a dozen cases of them. And it's like, well, that's one less thing to worry about. This is yep. better than it ever was. So yep. no, I'm absolutely. real excited. Well, we're looking forward to, to seeing you in the 2023 season. And uh, if anybody's got any questions, they can email us and, and we can get them on to Joe if they want to ask Joe a question. And hopefully we can get Joe back on here. I, I would love that. And we would also like to give a, a big thank you to our show sponsors, Winnick Stockworks, as you see behind uh, Ricky's face. Uh, they're in Lincoln, Missouri. They do a great job on our on, on our shotgun stocks personally for me and Rick, I know. Uh, and then Remington Arms Company for, for stepping up and sponsoring our show. So thank you listeners for being here today. And thank you again, Joe, for, for giving us your time and your knowledge. And we look forward to seeing you at the leaderboard all next season. That sounds great, guys. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you next season. Absolutely. Thanks, Joe. Take Have care, fun. guys.